Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Joining us today is Captain Will Jewell from Fin Fly Sport Fishing in Port Washington, Wisconsin. Will, thanks for joining the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Will, you're a third-generation Lake Michigan angler. Tell us a little more about your background when it comes to fishing Lake Michigan. Sure. Uh, yeah, third generation. Um, I kind of taught by my father, um, who was taught by his father. I never had the opportunity to meet my grandpa since he passed before I was around. So I guess I didn't get all the little tricks in the trade from back in the old days, but uh, I think I got most of them covered. So. Uh, I grew up in Milwaukee, fishing down there quite a bit with my dad since my grandpa had a boat down in uh, McKinley back in the 70s and the early 80s. So I did uh, quite a bit of salmon fishing back then, and that's when I would say the lake was a little bit easier, uh, more friendly to the fishermen than it is nowadays. It seemed like a lot more fish in the lake, and uh, I don't need all the high-tech stuff like you do today's world. Uh, that kind of passed down from my dad and uh, ended up getting rid of the boat. So we did a lot of shore fishing um, just off the piers and inside the marinas, kind of dependent on wind, water temperature, that kind of thing, different times of year, king salmon, a little bit of brown trout, and I guess the random coho and rainbow trout too at times. So that's kind of how I got into it and then uh, moved up to Washington County area when I was around 12, I think, um, befriended a few uh, buddies, kind of grew up out this way more, and then their families had boats and started fishing out here, uh, I'd say a couple years after that, so probably around 14, and uh, just, I mean, nothing crazy, big boats, just 18, 20 footers, and go out with a couple buddies while we were still in high school, and dads and whatnot. Uh, just to kind of keep uh, it's, uh, friendly, a little, little friendly competition between the families and whatnot. But so that was all good. And then did that till I was 20. And then uh, a buddy of mine was a captain in Fort Washington and he needed a first mate. So I hopped on and started as a deckhand for him. Did that for five years. We ran on a 38-foot Bertram. So it was a nice big boat. Really uh, seaworthy and very good fisherman. Taught me uh, quite a bit more than what I had in the past. And I'm getting my license at 25. And uh, the the company that I worked for, we had three boats in the fleet, and uh, needed another guy to run the third boat. So I started running our third boat when uh, we had the opportunity. Another extra trips coming in, and did that for uh, four seasons. And then uh, the past, uh, well, this season, started this season, and then last season, I've uh, been running for fin and fly sport fishing now. A little bit better opportunity for me, and uh, it's been going good. No complaints on that end. Um, fishing's been good. Boat's really nice. It's a nice 33-foot Bertram. has the enclosed cabin on it, so you can kind of get out of the weather if it's a little crummy. Or if it's really warm, you to get out of the sun, too. So... Fishing's been good, and that's a little bit of the background intel. You said things things were easier when, when you were young. 
how has the lake changed from the, from that time when you started fishing to now and, and kind of maybe break that down a little bit as far as what's been going on and and why it was easier then than it is now one big thing the the lake uh, the water clarity is drastically increased so the water's cleaner which I, in in my opinion i think that the that allows the predatory fish and like the salmon and trout to find the bait and the bait can't hide in the dirty water as easily. So they're able to um, pound on the bait fish quite a bit more, but also the bait fish population has taken a little bit of a hit too in recent years um, compared to what it was. So um, from my understanding on the DNR aspect, the, well this year, little bit different uh, on the stocking percentages but the past few years they've been stocking a lot less fish so back in the old days I mean guys you used to go out and you'd fish eight rods you know and just a couple down riggers and a couple dipsy rods and maybe a planer board if you got uh, if you were brave enough and we'd catch you know as many fish as you wanted on most days and now it seems like you need to run I mean we're running 18 lines on the average day just uh, try to keep up with the times and a little bit less numbers of fish in the lake. You know, we got line counters on our reels and you can get all sorts of crazy uh, technical with, you know, speeds and depths on different kinds of rod setups, you know, all sorts of different planer boards with coppers and lead core, weighted steel, dipsy rods, braid versus mono versus wire. So now we're getting all sorts of extra tools in our book that are definitely helping us just to kind of keep us up with the fishing. So I think just the numbers in the, um, the lake on the fish population is down and the bait definitely. So if you don't have the bait, you can't support the, the fish population. So it's like, a, it's just like having an aquarium, you know, you only get a couple of fish in there. And once you start putting more fish in, you got to put more food in. And if you don't have enough food, you know, you kind of start losing a few fish and lose a little bit of size. But I think in the past couple of years, the bait's definitely been coming back. The numbers of, uh, especially the salmon, are down a little bit on the kings, but I would say the size is drastically increased. I mean, we're seeing a lot of, you know, low, I'd say on the, on average king right now, we're getting is, I'd say, about 20 pounds, and that's, I mean, we're just first part of June here, you know, and I've already seen some 30-plus pounders come out, and I've, the biggest I've got so far this year is 28, you know, and we still got a handful of months for them puppies to grow and they're only going to get bigger and bigger. So that's, that's kind of a, a benefit of maybe a little bit less population in the lake. You get the opportunities at those trophies. But I would say back in the day, I mean, we used to just run just a spinning reel um, on, you know, like an eight foot rod and no line counters. You hook it up to a downrigger or the outrigger and uh, you send it out and guess this plain Jane spoons um this blue silver stuff green silver gold nothing too fancy and you know you'd knock a handful of fish off each day when you're you're younger trying to learn how to net while your dad's reeling and fish and vice versa it's no big deal and now some days you bump a couple fish off you know you're looking at a kind of a smaller box but i think for the most part the lakes on the upswing the stocking numbers i put in this year the king should be coming back up, at least on the Wisconsin side, Lake Michigan. Percentage, I want to say, was like a 60% increase from the year before. So it was about almost around double of what was in there. So in two, three, four years, those fish are going to be maturing and, you know, a lot more angler opportunity out there. 
What is it about fishing Port Washington that's special to you? You started in Milwaukee, um, now you're in Port Washington. What do you like about fishing out of Port Washington? Uh, I think we get a little bit of the best of both worlds, call it, uh, on the lake. So farther south you go in Lake Michigan, the, the more gradual the lake drops off. So we're, we're about as far south uh, as far about as far south as any port is where you still have some shallower um, gradual drops, but he also drops off slightly faster than like let's say Milwaukee or Racine or Kenosha. So as those fish that come up the lake in the beginning of the year in the spring, the water starts to warm. We still get some pretty good coal action and a lot of those big steelhead right away. And then as the water warms up in the lake, in my opinion, I think they more or less shoot out to the east, more towards the center lake rather than just going straight north, especially the rainbow and coal are more of a surface feeding fish. So my opinion, they just kind of scoot out towards the lake rather than going north and hitting Sheboygan, Algoma and all that stuff. I know there's a lot of good rainbow fishing up north, but, uh, and then the Kings, we have some pretty good uh, drop offs out here where it, I'd say about three miles, you're hitting a hundred foot in Milwaukee. I mean, you got to go, I want to say about five before you hit that hundred foot mark. So uh, our transition to that deeper water, just a little bit quicker, which I think holds those Kings longer. So we get the nice early uh, coho, rainbow, king, lake trout mix. And then as the summer progresses, those kings, rather than going totally out in the lake, they do migrate north. But a lot of fish we hold here, they'll just drop in the water column and they'll sit around by us and we'll sit there and target that, I'd say, 80 foot, uh, you know, 200 on the higher, on the deeper end of that uh, range for July and second part of August and then we get some we have a decent return here in the fall I wouldn't say it's anything like Milwaukee or Sheboygan has because they got a little bit bigger rivers down there that have more draw of fish but uh, we still have some pretty good harbor fishing here last year we got uh, I got my biggest king ever and that was the second last charter I ran last year and I was just shy of 32 pounds so we do get some tankers. That was kind of my question was how, how does fishing out of Port Washington differ from Milwaukee or Kenosha? I think you kind of answered it there, but how does the fishing progress throughout the season in Port Washington? What are kind of, how, what are the seasonalities like there? Um, usually, usually we get, uh, I mean, fishable fish. Um, I, as in stating that, I mean, we can kind of go out and have some decent action on a little mixed variety. I would say you can usually bank on first part of June and we usually have a pretty good mix sometimes it's a little earlier depending on how the weather is um, but there's always I'd say a decent amount of uh, lake trout opportunity before that even so if you want to sneak out in May um, fish for some of those lake trout they're definitely around there also is I mean there's salmon too here in the mix uh, so that's kind of early and then um, as June progresses we get more fish that show up as the water in the lake warms up, they just scoot north, and we have a pretty solid mixed bag throughout June and first part of July. So we hold a lot of those coho, rainbow, and kings, which is really nice. So, you know, I'd say for your most action, you're talking June, and then if you want a little more, I would say trophy potential, and so all of July and the first half of August is super good, and then I feel we start to lose some kings over to the Michigan side, since in my opinion, they hold, they have a little more better uh, 
uh, natural reproduction on that side. So I mean, a lot of those natural fish, they'll start to migrate back towards the eastern shore of the lake and north. So we do lose some fish, but I feel that we hold our good share over here in the summer uh, just because of the bait opportunity for the fish and forage, John. So that's kind of how our lake uh, sets up here for us in Port, a little bit little bit of mixed bag of everything early and then I would say second half of July through through August is mainly kings but we do get a mix of everything else so it's kind of nice to have the changing of the seasons and you're not doing the same thing all the time you know like either southern part of the lake you know it's you get a little bit of I've, I've gone down there and fished Waukegan I fished St. Joe's over on the Michigan side in April and May and uh, you got to go to the fish and as they migrate up Obviously, they lose fish as it goes and turns into a lot of lake trout fishing down towards the Wisconsin-Illinois border, which some people are, uh, you know, stoked about and like doing that, and everybody's got their thing. But I feel the, the salmon is what drives, you know, the sport fishing industry out here. You're taking a group out tonight. What does your game plan look like for this evening? Uh, this evening, so since this past weekend, which was lights out for us. The water's been warming up here, with the, on the especially on the surface. Uh, the transition down below hasn't been too, too big yet. So um, the fish are dropping a little bit in the water column. Probably going to be fishing that. I would say, hundred to you know two hundred foot of water this evening, and expect to have some decent rainbow coho action. Um, for the first part of the trip and as the kind of the evening time dwindles down last couple hours before dark in general that bite slows up I mean we still still do pick away a few up on the surface but especially on a day like today with the high sun and very very minimal wind uh, that king bite is going to be closer to dark so we're going to try and bank on a couple of those big boys uh kind of waiting for that sun to take a lower angle on the water and start lifting up in the water column as the sun comes down, I think that kind of has a lot to play too. And um, salmon fishing, or especially kings, I was out on uh, Saturday morning, and she was rougher than snot out there. And we had five, six footers, but the the kings were the kings were pounding all morning. I mean, I only ran eight rods, and we uh, I mean, I probably had thirty five bites in five hours on eight rods, and we ended up landing six kings and uh i think biggest was 28 smallest king was in that i'd say 16 to 17 pound range and we had a big pile of coho rainbow mixed in and um so if you can handle and weather the rougher seas the uh definitely have a little bit better opportunity for those kings to bite most of the day for you i mean you still can pick away at them um throughout the day especially with uh i would say the big increase of guys running meat rigs out there i know that's pretty popular and becoming kind of almost a staple for a lot of boats running that stuff and in the calmer days and the water's kind of laying there and the fish get lazy a little something with some scent on it from what I from what I hear does does some decent actions so um but that also uh the big waves and you know compared to flat calm your, your speed that uh that definitely throws those a little bit of a trick at you, you know, one day you can have your RPMs on your motor the same and depending on the wind and the wave action, your uh, your surface GPS speed is going to be completely different compared to your speed at the ball. And I mean, that's, that's probably the biggest, most critical thing out there. I mean, 
one thing I would say if I could tell any uh, Lake Michigan angler or Ontario or salmon fisherman is you're looking to, if you got, you know, a handful of hundreds to spend, um, I mean, get yourself, get yourself a fish hawk because that thing's going to be your best friend because you get different currents out there and you could have the same GPS speed as me, but just going a different angle and that current's pushing your baits a little bit different down below and you could be a half mile difference and that's, that's what makes or breaks it for you. Well, what is your favorite way to target kings? I, I would say I've kind of, I've been more playing around with the spoon game the last couple of years. As I kind of grew up, I was mainly a flash or fly guy. So I would say that's probably still my favorite way. I mean, if you can get a good downrigger bite, that's definitely my favorite. Um, you're not fighting any super, super long leads or heavy setups out there. And it's just you and the fish, you know, you're not, no big weights, no big planer boards you're monkeying around with. I mean, it's just you and him. And uh, it's, a, it's a little bit easier, too, for you, you know, with the amount of filament on the rod compared to braid or copper, like, or you get a little stretch. So you can get a little, get away with a little bit more. And, you know, that, I mean, that's, that's my favorite way to do it. If you can get in a good downrigger bite, find the perfect, perfect speed, the perfect angle that's working for you, and just get on a kill troll and just poke away at them, you know. Sometimes it gets crazy. Um, like I was saying on Saturday morning, it was it was pretty rough out there, and those kings were they were pounding pretty hard. We ended up having three big boys on at one time, so I was kind of a circus show for a little bit, getting into each other, and we managed to land two of them. Um, so I, I mean that worked out in our favor, kind of a little bit less chaos out there. But yeah, that's getting those downriggers going. That's that's definitely my favorite. But flash or fly guy for sure. But I definitely know spoons. Definitely do hold their own on, uh, you know, salmon fishing. Tell me a little bit about Fin and Fly. Uh, tell us about your charter, and, and if people want to know more about it, yeah, how do, how do they find you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so Fin and Fly started uh, last last season was the first year uh, running. Uh, a good buddy of mine uh, had fished fish with in the past, taking him out, um, and he was looking to. Uh, you know, kind of get into the business and uh, found the right opportunity on a boat, picked up the boat, got a nice setup, fish is great. Um, and it, well, the operation we have going works outstanding. I mean, I have my network of people, uh, the owner Neil and Dustin, they have a great network of people. Uh, we also have a website that just got refurbed. It's, it's looking pretty good and it's, it's doing us some work. So uh, that's at finandflysportfishing.com. Check that website out. It's pretty sharp. So, yeah, so second year running, but business has been cranking. I mean, we've been producing fish. I mean, we we host all sorts of different kinds of outings. No matter what you're looking to do, come out with a couple of buddies and try to, try to go for big numbers of fish. You want to bring the family out, have a great time on the water. We do that, corporate events, you know, a little bit of everything. So, I mean, last night I had a family uh, – a husband, wife, and their two kids, about 10 and 12 years old. Fishing wasn't uh, too crazy, but everybody got a couple rounds on the rods and took a, uh, took some nice flays home, and everybody had a great time. I got hugs from the kids before they left, you know. So, I mean, we kind of catered a little bit of everything, which is nice, you know, rather than going out there. And biggest thing is having a good time while you're out there on the water. I mean, obviously, we want to try and catch fish, but 
Um, some days it's, you know, it's a little tougher than others, but if you go out there with open mind, have a good time, good people, you know, bring some food, um, some beverages out there and, and enjoy the day for what it is. That's the best way to go about it. We, uh, we got some great partners um, helping to get the boat set up compared to how it was. We got uh, running all cannon down riggers on there. They've been, uh, they've been producing and working very well for us. They make great product. And uh, the real shot out of Appleton is not working with those guys up there, helping us get our boat set up, you know, just fishing reports back and forth. They do a great job. You know, it's, 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 it's a big team effort and, you know, it's not all about one person while you're out here. So that's, that's, that's kind of how we are, you know, I'll go out there, have a good time, family atmosphere and check that website out. We've been, uh, we've been booking quite a few trips. So if anybody's looking to get out, Give us a holler. There's phone numbers on the website, and uh, get in touch with us, and we'll put you on uh, put you on some fish and have a good time out in the water. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. I know you've got clients probably about ready to step on the boat here any moment, so uh, get you out there and get you fishing. But uh, thanks for spending some time with us today and sharing what you know about Port Washington. It was great to talk to you. Absolutely, Chris. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.